0: Today we're talking about prayer. We've learned something. Prayer is a relationship conversation with God. Come on, say that with me. Prayer is a relationship conversation with God. We've discovered that it's a conversation based on a relationship that you would have, that a person would have with God. But here's the deal. We act as if prayer is only a one-way conversation, And we have a tendency to do that. We tell God what we need him to do and then we kind of walk away. We leave it at that. But if prayer is a conversation, help me out here, if prayer is a conversation, then talking goes both ways, right? It's a it's a dialogue, it's not a monologue. And so I've learned something and I want you to get this down. If you get nothing else other than this right here, this is the main point for today. So you can start thinking about the Super Bowl and what you're going to eat or you can just go to sleep or whatever for the rest of the time. Okay, just get this one point. Here it is. God speaks to those who listen. Come on, say it with me. God speaks to those who listen. Yeah. I came across a passage, as I was doing study for this entire series, I came across a passage where God speaks about this. And it grabbed my attention, and I, and I wanted to bring it forward in our series, and this is really, this passage, um, it, it speaks of how God wants to talk to us, how he's wanting to, uh, you know, invade our life and speak into our life. This is what it says. This is what the Lord says, Jeremiah 33. This is what the Lord says, call to me. And I will answer you. That's better than sometimes what we get from our best friends, right? I mean, it might go to voicemail on us with our best friends. Even our spouse have a tendency to decline the call. But God says if you call to him, he will answer Look, Look what he says. I will tell you things you do not know. To me, that's huge. God wants to speak to us, but we have become so used to the noise and the distractions around us that we miss out on what God wants to say to us. I mean, for me, I have recognized, personally, I've recognized that every major decision in my life has been made through times when I am listening to what God says. Let me, let me back up. Every major decision that has worked and is good still in my life has been made during times when I have listened to what God is saying to me. Um, You know, when I went to college, what college should I go to? My decision to marry my wife. 34 years later, I still feel this way, right? My decision to get started in in full-time ministry. My decision to come here to San Diego, here to Pathway Church. I'm going to be, in a few weeks, we're going to be 27 years ago we did that. So so there are so many decisions where where there have been times in my life where I have listened to what God is speaking to me, and God has impressed his plan, his purpose on my heart and on my mind, and I've moved forward. I've been able to make decisions because of that. A a lot of you, if you've been a part of Pathway Church for any time, you've heard me say this, but I really believe it. I don't make this up. 90% of what I hear from God comes from my time alone with him. And I I encourage you, if you do not have time alone with God on a regular basis, I want to tell you, you are missing out on the primary way that God is going to speak into your life. Coming to church is a great thing. Reading your Bible is a great thing. This time alone with God, especially in prayer, there's something about it that makes a difference. I realize more than anything else, I need to hear from God. And I bet you do too. I bet there are some decisions you need to make, I bet there's some things that you need to know that you don't know yet, and you need to hear from God. And so today, what I really want us to do very quickly together, is I want to talk about how God speaks to us. And I want us to kind of open our minds and our hearts to this idea. But in order to do that, first I need to talk about that God speaks to us in two different ways. Universally, he speaks to everybody, and then personally, he speaks to an individual, and you'll see how this takes place here, but... um, the New Testament, if you don't know, was originally written in Greek, Koine Greek, and then it was translated, sometimes transliterated, and I use that word, it basically means that there's not really an English word that works, so the translators kind of get it close to what the Greek said. And we see that in a lot of languages. So, so the Greek was translated, transliterated into English, fortunately, so that we can have a Bible and so that we can read it and understand it. And in the Greek, in the original Greek, there were two words used for the term word, logos and rhema. And Logos refers to God's Word to everyone. I would love for you to fill in the blanks on your outline that you find in your brochure. Follow along that way. It'll help you remember a little bit about what we've talked about. But Logos refers to God's Word to everyone. So so basically, that is the Bible. I mean, you may have the Bible on an app on your mobile device. You may have actually a a real book Bible, you know, like old school. Um, But basically, From Genesis to Revelation, cover to cover, the Ten Commandments, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, the 23rd Psalm, you name it, all of that, it's God's word to everyone. Now, the Apostle Paul talks about this in 2 Timothy 3. He says, every part, come on, read that with me, every part of Scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word... We are put together and shaped for the tasks God has for us through the word. Through the written word of God, the Bible, we can learn about God. We can learn about his ways. We can, um, you know, without the written word of God, we we would wonder what God is all about and who he is and what he can do in our lives. We would be left to speculate. And um, it's important for us to understand that the Bible is the clearest way that God wants to communicate to us. And it's the foundation of the second type that we're gonna talk about. It's the type of word of God, which is rhema. Rhema, get this down, refers to God's word to me. Now you may have experienced this before, where you're either reading something in the Bible or you're hearing somebody like myself talk about something in the Bible. Um, Maybe you've heard a song that has a reference point, you know, to something in the Bible, whatever. And, and it's all about the Bible, but it, but it just kind of grabs you. And it, and it stops you in your tracks, and it makes you think about something, or it challenges you, or it convicts you, or it points to something. And you realize, whoa, wait a minute, I think this is for me. That's what we're talking about here. So it's not just the logos, it's the rama. God wants to communicate through, to us, not just through his written word, but also by directly speaking to us through his word this rhema from god is also based on what god has already said and that's something that we're going to talk about in just a minute but it's a it's a specific word to a specific person for a specific situation at a specific time let me show you what i mean god said to abraham in genesis 17 regarding sarah your wife i will bless her and give you a son from her Then Abraham bowed down to the ground, but he laughed to himself in disbelief. Sarah is 90. How could she have a baby? And all of us would agree I would laugh too, right? If God said something like that, it's like, wow, what did you eat last night that you're hearing those kind of words, right? This is very unusual, I I would say, but not really for God because God can do the impossible like we just sang. So God is promising to give a child to a woman, that's 90 years old. Now, if we were to take this personally today, we could assume then that since God made a promise to Sarah, that we could assume today that any 90-year-old woman now can have a baby, right? No, that's not the way it works. Okay, that was a specific word for a specific person at a specific time. You can't take that and apply it to yourself. It It was to her. Don't Don't read into Sarah, what's talking about Sarah, and assume that you can have a baby at 90, ladies. Don't ever assume that a specific word that's given to someone else will apply to your life. How about the story? I mean, Shane talked about um, the, the Sea of Galilee. What about the story of Peter walking on the water, right? I mean, take a look at it. The disciples were in trouble far away from the land from a strong wind had, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves about three o'clock in the morning. Jesus came to them walking on the water and Peter called, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you by walking on the water. And Jesus said, all right, come. Now let me ask you a question. How many people asked to get out of the boat that day? One. Did you notice that there's no others that were takers on that? Peter's the only guy. Jesus said to who? Peter, all right, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat, and he what? He walked on water. We have a tendency to get to the end, and we know that he sank. You know, Jesus had to bail him out. But he walked on water. So Jesus gives Peter a specific word to walk on the water. No one else was anxious enough to do that, right? Because it wasn't a word to anyone else Jesus was speaking to Peter do you catch that so friends don't assume that you can go down to Mission Bay tomorrow and walk on water okay I mean Peter you know the next day Peter didn't get up and he said hey let's go fishing but I don't need a boat today <laughs> no it, it, I mean it was a specific word for a specific time it was a one-time thing we can't assume a specific word given to somebody else very important for us to catch this. We get into trouble when we try to have something work for us without God speaking it to us. And we have a tendency. I'm just I'm talking. If you're um, you know in this room and you're not a follower of, of Christ, you know you're kind of listening in because this is kind of our baggage as followers of Jesus. We have a tendency to grab hold of things and say, well, you know, God said it for Him, so it can apply to me. No. It's not always the way it happens. Don't assume. Don't try to have something work for you that God hasn't spoken to you. You can't claim something spoken to someone else unless God gives it to you too. So the thing that we can know, God isn't silent. God speaks to those who listen. Say that with me. God speaks to those who listen. But there are two extremes. I want you to get these two down. Some people deny that God ever speaks. Some people deny that God ever speaks. The other extreme is some people believe that every impression is from God. I feel sorry for both of these kinds of people. People who think that God never speaks miss out on so much of what God wants to do in their life. His wisdom, his direction, his his care, his comfort, just realizing that he's with you. Sometimes he just speaks words to let you know that he's with you. They miss out on all of that if if they don't believe that God is ever speaking to them. But on the flip side, those who think that every impression they get is from God tend to make a lot of stupid mistakes and embarrass themselves. Both extremes are wrong. Friends, look at this truth here. Job 33 says, God does speak, we believe that, God does speak, sometimes one way and sometimes another. It's true, but don't always, John says, don't always believe everything you hear just because someone says it's a message from God. Now, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but I have, growing up in a church and, and you know following Christ a big chunk of my life, I've had people come to me and say, I think God wants you to do this. I've had that multiple times. Before I met my wife, I had multiple really caring, loving, older women in our church try to hook me up. I'll just be honest with you. You know, and that's, you know, have you met my granddaughter yet? No. Oh, I believe the Lord is leading you to my, it's like, but I'm not feeling this. Sorry. She's cute, but. No. You know, I mean, that's just, I, I, I've had people come to me as pastor of our church and say, I believe that God wants you to do this at your church. There, there's so many times when you have people that will come to you and say, I've got a message from God for you. Now, you've got you to gotta evaluate. That's what the scripture's saying. You've got to evaluate. John's saying, be careful with this. Don't assume that everything everybody says is really from God. Look what he says. He says, test it first to see if it really is. Test it. Evaluate it. Now, I know it's not a big deal if, if you're trying to decide where we're going to go to lunch. You know? I mean, honestly, you probably don't even pray about that, right? Because I don't. I don't. I don't stop in the parking lot and go, God, where do you want me to go to lunch today? No. I didn't. You, you just go, right? There are certain decisions you make in life. You, you just go. But... If you're talking about a career change, or you're talking about a family decision, if you're talking about a big money decision, I mean, there's so many things in our lives. If we're talking about the big stuff in our life, you know what? You got to hear from God. I have to hear from God. So let me give you a few ways today to make sure it's God speaking to you. Because I want to know this, and I, I believe that you would too. First off, get this down. If God is speaking to you, it will always agree with the Bible. That is the best filter you can ever have, is the Bible, the written word of God, the logos, like we talked about. God will never tell you to do something inconsistent with what he has already said. If you have an impression about something that doesn't line up with the Bible, I can guarantee you it is not from God. So so much of God's will for your life, listen, so much of God's plan for your life is already in the Bible. I can't tell you how many times people come and they say, I just don't know what God's will is for me. And my response is, are you reading the Bible Because so many times God will speak to you and talk to you about what he wants in your life through the Bible. You don't even have to pray about it. You just, you know. I I, I heard a story, and we were using Rick Warren's stuff in our small groups. I heard a story once that Rick Warren shared. He said that he had a guy, after service, come to him um, and, and say to him, hey, Pastor Rick, I just want you to know, I feel like God is leading me to leave my wife. And this guy had three kids and was married like, I don't know, 15 years, something like that. And Rick Warren said to him, <laughs> he said, I can guarantee you that God is not telling you to do that. We, we know that to be true, right? There's certain things you don't even have to think about. You don't have to pray about. It's clear in God's word. If it doesn't align itself with God's word, friends, it's not from God. Look at Numbers 23. I'm way back to the Old Testament. Look at this one. God is not a human being, and he will not lie. He is not a human, and he does not change his mind. What he says he will do, he does. What he promises, he makes come true. God doesn't say one thing and then something else another day. God will not contradict what he has already said. I can guarantee that for you. Next, get this one down. If God is speaking to you, it will move you to become more like Jesus. If God is speaking to you, it will move you to become more like Jesus. Now, how do I know this? Because the Apostle Paul says, God decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. So, Do you know the pattern that God has for your life? Do you know the model that God is using for your life? It's Jesus. God wants you to become more like Jesus. Turn to the person next to you and just tell them God wants you to be more like Jesus. Okay, next statement I want you to ask them is, how are you doing on that? (laughs) Right? I mean, come on, let's be honest. All of us have a lot of growing to do. And God is continuing to work in our lives. That is God's goal for you. God wants you to become more like his son, to have character and integrity and love, joy, compassion, patience. And one thing is for sure, God will never tell you to do something that would hinder you from becoming more like his son, reaching that goal. Next, get this one down. If God is speaking to you, it will be confirmed by other Jesus followers going to be confirmed. God is talking to you about stuff. It's going to be confirmed. God uses other followers to help you know what he's saying to you. There's a passage that Paul writes, the apostle Paul writes to his protege, Timothy, this guy that he's been training and raising up in leadership and stuff, and he leaves Timothy in charge of a church. And, and so he's, he's writing these letters to Timothy and he's encouraging him and he's instructing him in leadership. And look at what he writes in 2 Timothy 2. This is so powerful. Paul says, You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. He's, he's saying to Timothy... I'm not teaching anything that cannot be confirmed. Listen, I'm not telling you to do anything that can't be confirmed. There's something about the confirmation of other Jesus followers in our life that helps us to know that God is speaking to us. He continues, now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. He's like, continue this cycle. The thing that, I have under, that, that that we have learned that I really have understood in the last probably 15 years of my life is that God never meant for you to do life alone. We had a series not too long ago, uh, long ago called Each Other, and we talked about this, that God doesn't want you to do life alone God never meant for you to face life's difficulties by yourself God never meant for you to make major decisions by yourself on your own God wants you to have help he wants you to have advice from other Jesus followers those who have a little more Jesus and a little more experience than you have maybe that are farther down the road and here's the cool thing when you become a follower of Jesus not only do you step in a new relationship with God but you step into a relationship with other people other followers of Jesus you know, what that's called? It's called the church. The church. Paul writes about the church, something that blows my mind every time I read it. Look at it. God's purpose was to use the church to display his wisdom. Wow. God wants his church. Who's his church? His people, those who follow him. It's not the building. It's not the institution. It's not the organization. It's not the denomination. It's not the pope. It's not any of that. God is talking about his people. And he says, I want my people to display my wisdom. Wow. See, I... I really think that we don't fully understand the role the church is supposed to play in our lives and in the world. Basically, we need the input of other followers to gain the wisdom of God. And so in times of life, when we are making major, major decisions or transitions or we're looking for answers or we're looking at what's the next step or whatever we're looking for, it's in those times, friends, listen to me, it's in those times that you should have other Jesus followers in your life speaking into your life, preferably those that are farther down the road than you are. Listen to me. If you're a young parent in this room and it's, it's a struggle to parent your child, you know what you need to have in your life? You need to have a, a parent, a couple that is parented, you know, children that, that's a few years down the road from what you're at. So if you've got a three-year-old, talk to some parents that have like a 10-year-old because they're going to commiserate with you. You know, that, that's a big word of saying, I feel miserable, right? I mean, because sometimes parenting is hard. How many of you would agree with me on that one? It is. I don't care how old your kids are, My kids are in the room right here. I don't care how old your kids are, sometimes parenting is tough and you need to have the input of other people in your life helping you with that. Sometimes we have to make job decisions. Uh, Maybe you're a a business owner or maybe you're an employee or an employer or a manager or whatever. You need people that are on the same um, path but maybe farther down the road that are listening to God but have that experience in life that will be able to speak into your life. And have the freedom to do that. I've talked to people and they say, well, you know, I listen to this podcast and that's kind of, you know, that they, they speak into my life. No, they don't. They don't even know you. You're like number 846 on their podcast list. They don't know you. You need somebody that knows you. I have somebody like that. It's my friend Ben. And I trust that he speaks into my life what I need to hear. And sometimes I need a swift kick in the rear. You do too, because sometimes we get off track. You need somebody that you trust, that loves you, that that would have enough experience with God and experience in life to speak into your life. If you don't have that, you're missing out. You're missing out on a way to know if God is speaking to you. You can tell I'm real passionate about this because I believe in this. The biggest reason, I'm telling you, the biggest reason, I've seen it, the biggest reason people mess up their lives is they try to live their life without accountability. They try to live their life without people speaking into their life, without support, without advice, without counsel. And then they wonder, why did I fall on my face? It's because you tried to do it alone. And friends, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but you don't know jack on your own. We are so much better together. You need help. I need help. All of us need to be open to the counsel and the input of other Jesus followers. If you're not, you're going to make so many unnecessary mistakes in life, and your stress level is going to be so high. If you really are hearing from God, other Jesus followers will confirm it. Lastly, if God is speaking to you, it will give you a sense of peace. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, God is not a God of confusion, but a God of peace. So if you're feeling confused, I'm telling you right now, that's not coming from God. If you're feeling pressured or overwhelmed or driven to make a quick, hasty decision, you better question it because that's not the way God works. If God is genuinely speaking to you, it's going to bring peace to your heart. I'm not saying it's going to be easy because sometimes God calls us to do very difficult things. Ease and peace are two separate things. God will give you a sense of peace if you follow what he's telling you to do. Worry and anxiety are never from God. I mean, never from God. So you need to look for God's peace. So ultimately, what have we learned today? God speaks to those who listen. Come on, say it with me. God speaks to those who listen. As Brooke comes up and Kind of sets us up today to, to finish off. The thing that we need to realize is that you might hear God speak to you when we're praying. You might hear God speak to you when you're reading the Bible. You might hear God speak to you during a church service like this. You might hear God speak to you when you're talking to another Jesus follower. You never know when and where it's going to happen. This is the thing I want you to know just start listening. Just start listening. God will speak to you. If you listen, God will speak to you. He will. This week, I was reading some passages and there's a passage that grabbed my attention. It's probably gonna become a series for us at some point, but it grabbed my attention about six months ago. And and I felt like I was supposed to go back to it. And and so I just kind of threw it into this, this end here it's Mark, the writer Mark, the gospel writer is giving us this narrative of Jesus and what he's doing and where he's going and the people that he's interacting with, the life, the ministry of Jesus. And in Mark 4, 33 and 34, this so grabs my attention. Look what he says. Jesus used many stories and illustrations to teach the people as much as they could understand. Stop. he's using these stories, these illustrations, and we know that. We've read through the Gospels. If you have a Bible, you know what I'm talking about. You you read through all these things that Jesus taught, and he's teaching to help the people understand as much as they can understand. Here's the part that grabs me, though. But when Jesus was alone with his disciples, he explained everything to them. I looked this up in the original Greek. To find it and that word everything, you know what it means? Everything. Isn't that cool? So, so when did he explain everything to his followers? When they were alone with him. Wow. I don't know about you, but man, that speaks volumes to me this not only emphasizes how God uses his word to speak to us, but it tells us that Jesus explains things to those who spend time alone with him. And I don't know about you, but I got some things in my life that I need him to explain to me. I wrote them just this morning. Many of you know I'm dealing with my mom. My mom has got... um, I used to say first stage dementia. It's probably farther progressed than that. And she's married, been married, actually February 1st was 19 years of being married to her husband, James. My father passed away um, back in uh, 98 and she was remarried a couple years later. And James is about 10 years older than she is and um, neither one of them are doing well. Situation though for us they live in Cleveland, Tennessee, and I live here. I'm an only child, so I'm dealing with this scenario of how can I help them. The other situation you can obviously see is with the second marriage, remarriage. I have power of attorney on my mom, but I don't have it on James. He has children that live there, and so, you know, if, if it was just my mom that I was dealing with, guess what? I'd move her out here. She'd come and live with us, and that honestly is The the thinking that we have that can't take place and so you know in talking with her on the phone like yesterday there are some days where she is really clear minded and clear thinking other times when she calls us at 628 our time in the morning because she's panicked um, she's not very clear thinking and that's the time that I'm like, what am I supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest with you. I'm venting. Can, you, can I vent with you just a minute here? And so I go to God, and this morning I went to God, and I'm like, what, what exactly am I supposed to do in this scenario? Because I want to take care of my mom, and I'm trying, and we've got her some help that comes in once a week, twice a week with we home health is coming and we've got a do- we're, I'm, I, my, you know, her doctor is on my, my quick dial and he's got my number and his phone I mean we, we've got all this set up as much as we can but that's as far as I can take it and so um, I got some things that that I don't understand and I don't know what to do Anybody else like me in that? It's like I need Jesus, I need you to explain some stuff to me. I need, I need help in processing all that is taking place in my life. How about you? Maybe you need to spend time listening to Jesus because he will speak. Remember, God speaks to those who listen. Come on, say it with me. Can we throw it on the screen? God speaks to those who listen. Come on, one more time. God speaks to those who listen. Let's pray.